You need a budget. No, really, you need a budget. Have tons and tons of money, you need a budget. Have no money at all, you need a budget. No matter where you are or what financial position you're in, you need a budget. A budgets, budgets are the best. And everyone should have one. And I've been doing budgeting for 10 plus years now. And I've been doing budgeting with my art teacher wife for seven plus years now. And she loves budgeting, right? She's an art teacher and she loves budgeting. And so budgets are not boring, right? Let's, let's just get rid of that right away. Some people think, oh, I don't want to budget. It's so boring. It's just spreadsheets and blah, blah, blah. I hate it. And, and if you cringed when we said budget, uh, you know, maybe you almost didn't even listen to this episode or watch it because you're like, I don't want to budget. Um, we got to spell that right away. So we're going to, when we're going to spell that here in that episode, right? Or, or if you think that budgets are just for, for poor people, oh yeah, only if you got no money, then you got to really pin, penny pinch and, and do a budget. I make tons of money, so I don't need a budget. Or, or if you think they're only for, for rich people, oh, like, well, yeah, rich people can budget because they have plenty of money. I'm just trying to get by. I don't need a, I, so I don't need a budget. Uh, both of those are wrong, right? Budgets are for everyone. Budgets are best for everyone. And, and, and they can just change your life, right? Building a budget and maintaining a budget is the single, greatest action I've ever done, right? It's better than Roth IRAs, better than HSAs. It's even better than 3D retirement income. Okay, it's not that good, but budgeting is still great. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing to do. So what we're going to do today, right, is we're going to discuss why budgets are the best, right? We're going to break any, you know, just, I want you to believe by the end of this first section that you should budget. Uh, then we're going to cover uh, the budgeting method that I recommend. And then we're going to cover four rules of budgeting, right? And these are not these are not bad rules. These are, are great rules for things that are going to help us make the most of our budgets. And so then next week, we're going to cover nine uh, uh, budgeting blunders and nine best practices for a 99th episode on how we can get the most out of our budget. So first to start, right? Uh, budgets are the best. Right? They, they're the best. Budgets are not primarily restrictive. That's what a lot of people think, right? They don't want to budget because like, I don't want to, I want to just be able to enjoy my money. I don't want to constantly be like, oh, I can't afford that because I'm on a budget. And, and they think that budgets are going to make them feel imprisoned, but that's not what they're for. So here's four things, right? The, the first thing that budgets do is budgeting brings awareness. So for so many of us, like we, we, we get, make a lot of money and we don't even know where it goes, right? Dave Ramsey is fond of saying a budget tells your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Right, two minutes. We're like we make tons of money, and one of the things that we did with the that cash flow statement that we talked about uh, last week is that that you can make all this money, and at the end you don't know where any of it went. And you're like, how did I, how do we make all this money, right? And, and not know where it ended up, and and that's where budgeting helps. Right, budgeting. You won't if you've been budgeting, you will never ask that question. You will never wonder where your money went because you will know. Budgeting builds awareness of where money is actually going and how it ended up. Uh, in those places. And so it allows us to, to have that knowledge, to have that awareness and make better decisions with it. Uh, number two, budgeting bolsters our values. Budgeting bolsters our values. You know, a budget tells your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. We claim to have values, right? And we cover this uh, in our episode we did on 36 about uh, that, you know, we don't always align our capital with our values. We say, oh, this is really important to me, but our money doesn't always back that up. Right, so budgeting allows us to put our money where our mouth is and actually fund the values that we say are important to us. It allows us to say no to the trivial so that we can say yes to the essential, and that's what we want to do, right? Budgeting allows us to say no to the trivial so that we can say yes to the essential. And so budgeting is living intentionally with our money. It's not about limiting yourself; it's about making the things that excite you possible. And so budgeting bolsters 
our values. Uh, number three, budgeting builds our marriage. Budgeting builds our marriage, right? Do, do you and your spouse uh, have the exact same values, views, and priorities with money, with the, with the making, spending, and saving of money? Do you have the, the, the exact same values, views, and priorities around the making, spending, and saving of money? I doubt it, right? Now, we don't. My, and Kayla, my wife, we certainly don't. And I don't think you do either. And so, so many fights and so much stress around money comes from these different views of money and these different priorities for money. And, and, and money stress and money fights are one of the bigger contributors to divorce because money can be hard to communicate about. And so what happens is then is that budgeting becomes a mediator in our marriage, right? Budgeting becomes a mediator in our marriage. It allows both spouses to look at the same numbers and to make decisions about where money should go and where it's coming from and what we're trying to do with it and allows you to do all those things together. And it brings you together in a way that nothing else can instead of driving you apart. And so, you know, there are specific tactics around budgeting, things that we can do to actually help with that. And we're going to cover that next week. But budgeting truly builds our marriage. And lastly, the last benefit of budgeting is budgeting boosts our goals, right? Budgeting boosts our goals. You have big dreams. You have things that you want to do, bucket list items that you want to achieve. And are you working towards those goals financially? Or do you just kind of hope that they will happen and, and find money is leaking out of your back pocket? And so what happens is budgeting helps us fund our goals, right? Sometimes by finding them directly, hey, we're just going to save directly for the specific short-term goal. Sometimes by it allows us to fund our goals by uh, budgeting to, to invest in certain accounts to then let the investing do the heavy lifting for us and, and funding that goals. There's lots of things that we can do, but budgeting allows us to push money to fund ourselves and to fund the things that we want to do. So it's not about restricting you in one area. And if it is restricting you in one area, it's only because you were trying to free up that money to fund the things that are truly important to you. So budgeting boosts our goals. So budgeting is awesome, right? It does all these great things. And so what, what budgeting method should we use? And what do I recommend? Um, you need a budget. No, really, you need a budget. And I know I said that already, but that was that was that was a command, and now it's a noun, right? You need a budget, or YNAB, Y-N-A-B, you need a budget, is a software that I've been using for 10 plus years and been using with my wife for the whole time we've been married, right? And it I, I swear by it, right? It it's don't get sucked up into these free budgeting apps or their spreadsheets or these and get a dedicated budget app and use YNAB. So it's an online budget tool, right? You can log into it in any browser. It's great on any desktop, you know, on your on your uh, laptop or on your desktop, anything like that. And also has a killer mobile app that can go with you wherever you want and allows you to automatically import transactions. It categorizes them automatically for you. You just approve some of them. It handles credit cards better than anything else. And it really makes your budget easy to set up and to use. And uh, we'll, we'll cover it more in the next week, but you can you can start it, right? You can use YNAB for free for 34 days. They got their own free trial and you don't have to put in a credit card. It's just, there's no commitment. You can make sure that it actually helps you before you commit to using the software. And so it, it, they also got amazing education and motivation around budgeting, including their four foundational rules. So I don't, honestly, I don't like, it. I, we could talk about all the different types of methods you could do. And I could do one on, on using ca cash method or these other things, but I don't do any of those things. So I'm just going to recommend what I do, which is to use YNAB. I think it's the best. I've tried some of those others in the past and I've always gone back to YNAB because it's just the superior way to budget. And so they do teach these four rules with YNAB and they're great rules. So I'm not going to teach you anything different. We're just going to go through their four rules of budgeting and, uh, and, and it'll help you out quite a bit. 
So rule number one is give every dollar a job. Give every dollar a job, right? So we don't do well spending out of a pile of money, right? That's why you've probably heard of all these different cases where people win the lottery or something, they get a big pile of money and then it's all gone and they go broke in, in no time at all. Because when, you know, you, you just get this pile and you're just not used to living out. You don't know how to, to, to ration it and make it last. In the same way, when we get paid, we still have a pile of money, right? It's not a lottery-sized pile of money by any means, but it's still a pile of money, right? When when you work, if, if you get paid hourly or salary, but it's prorated over a certain amount of times, right? You don't get paid. Every hour, they're not chucking a little bit of money into your bank account, right? Every day, they don't check a small amount in your bank account. You pile that all up for two weeks or half a month or sometimes even a month, and then they send you a big pile of money that then needs to last until the la- the next uh, time you get paid. And we don't do very good at, at rationing that and making sure that it needs to do every everything that it needs to do. Um, and so that's where giving every dollar a job at the beginning of the month, at the beginning of the pay period, when that money comes in, we got that pile. We're going to say, Hey, you guys need to go do this. You need to pay the mortgage. You guys need to pay this. You guys need to pay this. We're going to save you for this. And you make sure that every single dollar in there has a job. Why not does that better than anything else? Right. And so that's what we want to do. And we, and we, you know, leave no dollar unemployed. We don't have a bunch at the end. We're like, okay, well, we, you know, we did all our expenses. So now we got all this extra and we'll just see what happens with that throughout the month. No, give that money a dollar, jo- uh, give that money a job too, right? Make sure that it's going towards your goals, funding retirement, funding, uh, you know, your health, your future health expenses, funding, whatever else, your vacations, even, uh, give every dollar a job. Don't leave anything unemployed. You know, otherwise life will quickly come up and suck those dollars away. And if you're not intentional with every dollar you have, you're not being intentional with any of the dollars that you have. So give every dollar a job and, and, uh, why not makes that really easy to do. And we'll show you in the upcoming episodes, how to do that really, really well. So rule number one, give every dollar a job. Rule number two is embrace your true expenses, embrace your true expenses, right? And we always, underestimate our expenses, right? We do this a lot uh, when I work with clients and we're doing like in, in, in pre-retirement, we're trying to figure out, okay, so like how much do we need when you stop working anymore and, and you need money coming in? Like how much do we need? Like what are your expenses? You know, I don't need you to tell me, you know, what you think your utility is going to be in 12 years. Just like, what are they now? Like how much do we need to, to live? And they'll start tallying up their expenses and they'll say, okay, yep, I need this amount. But whatever that number is, it always seems to be like 20 to 40% less than what they're actually spending on a monthly basis right now. And that's because we've got irregular expenses, right? We've got, we've got, uh, you know, uh, annual expenses, like uh, property taxes that come up once a year. We got, you know, uh, auto insurance that comes up every six months. We've got, you know, a car goes out every once in a while and we need a new one. We've got an appliance that goes out. We got all these different things that can happen, all these irregular expenses and that we just kind of forget about. So your expenses aren't just your monthly expenses that happen every single month. Your true expenses are all the things in life that can happen over the course of a year and that we may need to spread out and and account for every single month, right? Christmas is not a surprise. It comes on the 25th of every year. Property taxes are due every year. And so we need to embrace these and say, yep, you know what, that is a real expense. We need to start putting aside money for these things each month so that we can truly be budgeted for our true expenses and not just what we think are our normal expenses are, right? And, and a lot of times too, we think like we kind of have this idea in our minds that like, oh yeah, we, you know, our grocery budget's 400 bucks. And that's, that's not true. Not anymore, right? It's 2023, right? Eggs are like $7 a dozen right now. And, and so, you know, it's just because 
something used to be enough to cover budget, we gotta embrace what it is right now. And so embrace your true expenses, what things are actually costing today with inflation, right? Our mortal enemy is coming and has been doing some, some hard work on us lately. Um, so what are our true monthly expenses? What are those irregular expenses? How do we uh, budget for all of those things? And that's rule number two. No more surprise expenses, no more getting your whole budget derailed by these things. We're thinking ahead, we're planning ahead, and we're accounting for those expenses. Rule number three, right? Roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. Uh, so here's a scenario, right? You budgeted 50 bucks for clothes, and but then you bought a sh- pair of shoes that cost 60 bucks. You broke the budget. Oh no, budgeting doesn't work. We can't do it. Budgeting stinks. No, that's, that's not true, right? We can't perfectly plan all of our expenses down to the dollar at the beginning of the month. And so budgets that don't bend will break. We need to be able to account for these things. We need to be able to flex as life flexes with us. So when life changes, change your budget. That's fine. No guilt necessary. It's your money. You can do whatever you want with it. And so maybe you went over 10 bucks in clothing, but you haven't spent your coffee budget yet. Well, let's just move $10 over from one category to the next. That way we're still covered. Right? They don't have to be these rigid numbers that that uh, as long as the total amount still works out, we can flex inside of those categories and move money from one to the other. And again, YNAB does this better than anything else. If you, if you overspend in one category, it allows you just to, to cover that funding with another category. And that way you can stay inside your total budget without necessarily staying inside of every single category all the time. So you just got to roll with it, right? Don't don't be so rigid on your initial budgeting categories that you that you set that you can't flex with life. And then rule number 4 is age your money, right? Age your money. Um what if you were paying all of your expenses for this month with money that you earned last month? How would it feel to always be a month ahead on your expenses? instead of behind. It'd feel amazing. That's how, and this is where YNAB keeps track of how long your money's been in your account. It uses this FIFO method, right? First in, first out. And it says, hey, all this money came in at once and then a bunch of it was spent within a day and then some was spent within two days and some was spent within three days and some was spent within 14 and all these things. And then it can basically say, hey, what's the average length of time that our dollars sit in our accounts. And some people, their average is like five days because they spent all their money between when they get paid once and between the, the, the time they get paid next, right? They're living paycheck to paycheck. They have no money that goes any further than that. And you know you've made it or that your budgeting is less stressful when you're getting that age of money out to 30 days, right? When money is, is on average sitting in your account for 30 days before you need to spend it. And that's where the stress starts to disappear. That's where your life becomes less chaotic. You're not constantly worrying about money or you're not, or, you know, maybe for some of us, we're just, we just don't worry about it and we just try to bury it and pretend like it's not a problem that it really is. But that is where we need to kind of break this paycheck to paycheck cycle. And again, some people, and I hate this, but some people, you know, think that, that living paycheck to paycheck is only for, for low-income families, right? Oh, yeah, they live paycheck to paycheck. No, I've seen plenty of high-income earners that also live paycheck to paycheck. They have nothing left from their first paycheck by the time they get to their next one. And even though you know they, they could, they got plenty of, of room where they, they, could, they could certainly cut down their expenses. They're not all required expenses like they might be in, in other families, but they are still doing this. And so we need to break that paycheck to paycheck cycle and aging your money is a great way to do that. And I think YNAB is the only one I know of that kind of keeps track of that metric, but it's a great way as just a total cash flow health uh, metric. Hey, how long is our money sitting in our accounts before it's gone? Um, so yeah, you need a budget, right? We covered four budgeting benefits 
so far, right? Budgeting brings us awareness. Budgeting bolsters our values. Budgeting builds our marriage and budgeting boosts our goals. We also covered the four budgeting rules, right? Give every dollar a job, embrace your true expenses, roll with the punches and age your money. So there's a lot. You need a budget. And then I mentioned like that's that's the one I recommend, right? YNAB, there's links in the podcast or YouTube description and on the blog, retirementtrip.com slash 98. This is the 98th episode where you can start a free 34-day trial of YNAB. We're going to be covering more about it next week. So tune in there over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so tune in to, to learn more. But if you want to get a jump start, you can go ahead and download that, get signed up and start enjoying uh, YNAB as soon as possible. So we'll see you in the next couple of weeks. Cheers. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership and there's a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait. So join us now at retiremembership.com where you can click in the link in the description and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.